Welcome to the Life After a Sinus podcast. My name is Delaney Rogers, and I'm currently a media and communications major here in the class of 2023 at our Sinus College. I want to thank Johnny for letting us take over for the podcast for an episode. Our guest today is Michelle Benford-Moyer for the class of 90. Michelle is currently the Director of Development for Individual and Planned Giving at Cedar Crest College in Allentown, PA. In addition to her regular role, Michelle also teaches a first-year course which helps students acclimate to the college and then work on developing a career path. Michelle is here today to discuss networking. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Hi, Delaney. Thanks. It's my pleasure to be here. I think maybe we should start our discussion today by explaining how we met. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great idea, especially uh, since our meeting was a product of a type of networking. It kind of fits right in with our theme. When I signed up for the Alumni Council, they were looking for volunteers to serve as mentors for current students, and they paired me with you. And I just think it's very funny because I don't think when they did that, they had any idea how much we had in common. I think it's pretty funny because the whole reason that I signed up for the mentor-mentee program, or as we call it, Little Bear, Big Bear, is just because I wanted to meet new people. And the main question when I was filling it out was, what do you need help on in life, in college? And I paused. I feel like I'm doing okay. I don't have any like major problems right now. So I wrote down time management. And if people know me, they know I have four calendars going at all times. My days are planned out to the minute. So it wasn't something I really needed help with, but I really just wanted a mentor and someone to talk to. And I got paired with Michelle and honestly has been the best experience and absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think this is something that we're going to be able to continue for many years to come, even when you're watching life after our sinus. But yeah, I mean, being a mentor or a mentee is a great way to get to meet someone and chance to build your network and build a relationship. And it can help you professionally, but as we're discovering, it can also really help you personally. Yeah, it's also been completely great. I know we've only met a few months ago and you've already offered to help me with my future plans and like what I want to do. And I feel like it's really great. Like we went into this just kind of wanting to have fun and meet new people. And here we are talking about careers and what we want to do. And I just think it's really interesting. So that brings us around to networking. What exactly is networking and why is it so important just in everyday life and especially for college students? Yeah. So basically networking is really just learning about other people and finding the links that you may have with them. We're a great example of that. You and I were assigned to each other as a mentor, mentee, but quickly found out through even just through emails before we got to talk that we had a lot of common interests. And so it was just taking the time to get to know each other and find similarities. And networking is really just that. It's a way of connecting with others that should be mutually beneficial. Hopefully we're both getting something out of it. think in our case we are, but hopefully that's always the case and the plan. So we were paired up. It created an instant opportunity, but networking can really happen anywhere. So ours was planned. There are other plans as well. You can attend networking events, but you can also network anywhere in life, you know, at the gym, as a student on campus or in classes, if you're out of school at the store or at a meeting, or even with your friends and family, it doesn't actually have to be with someone new that you're meeting for the first time. You can find connections with people you already know and family and friends that can be beneficial to helping you in life and, of course, in your career. There's a huge benefit to getting to connect with people in the industry of your choice, obviously, and gain some insights into the workings of that field. It gives you the chance to learn more about what the actual work life is 
and what that job will entail. And also gives you an inside track if there's job opportunities and even maybe potentially know of jobs before the position's posted. So it gives you a chance to kind of be on the inside track for what's going on at different companies as well. It's really important to note that networking is beneficial to both parties. Participants have something to gain from the relationship, and it's really great to work on your network, even if you're not currently actively looking for a job. It takes a long time to develop a network. You and I have paired up and got along great, but it's possible sometimes you don't always click with the person that you're meeting with or that you're assigned to. So it's not a guarantee that that's going to build your network. It takes some time to find the right people to connect you to. And in these challenging times when people never know when they're going to need a change or need to find something new, this is a great thing to be working on constantly. Yeah, just to go along with that, I know when we have family holidays, of course, pre-COVID, when you could actually sit down with your whole family, just talking with like your cousins and seeing what they're doing in their life or their careers. And I know our sinus is really great for this. We have so many like research opportunities. Professors are sending out emails and they're like, hey, we're doing this this summer. Do you want to be a part of it? Sign up. And I think it's all about not being afraid to talk to people. And it doesn't matter if you're like really interested in what they do. I know my cousin, He works for banking and I can tell you, I will never go into banking. That is just not who I am, but it's still super interesting to hear like what he's doing and how it's impacting people. And he will talk to me and he'll be like, oh, Delaney, there's opportunity in communications in the field that I'm currently in. How would you be interested in this? And professors are also really great for that as well. So even if you're not completely interested, still talk to people. Worst comes to worst, you get a friend out of it and everyone needs more of those. Exactly. (laughs) So we kind of touched on it. How do you think networking is super crucial for people to get a job or just helps them in the long run? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a number of ways that networking can help you find a job. Having a strong network with individuals in the field you're interested in, or even like you said, related field that may have something that's a crossover can help you learn about different jobs. You may not have known that the job existed or different jobs coming up maybe before they're posted. People in the industry can also serve as a reference for you and help you in that way. And especially, I think this one is the biggest point. Currently, the way people search for jobs is mostly online and tons of people can submit resumes for a job they may or may not even really be interested in. So hiring managers are being inundated with crazy numbers of resumes and applications that makes it really hard for them to narrow that down. If you have someone on the inside at the company that you're applying to, even if it's not somebody doing the job that you're applying for, even in the same area, they can at least put in a good word for you, make sure your resume gets seen and pulled out of that giant pile of resumes that may be flooding into the company. So it's always helpful to have someone on the inside or someone willing to take action for you and and help you out. That is so true. I had a professor reached out to me and was like, hey, this company is looking for communications people in the finance field. And this was never something I thought of. And sadly, I'm not a senior, so I couldn't take him up on it. But he was like, I can make sure your resume gets seen. And I think I've talked to this teacher probably six times. So it's just being on the lookout for that kind of thing and always answering your emails. I know, especially my generation, we are not great at it. Michelle can tell you I take a while to respond, but it's just being on the lookout and seeing those emails. And I also know Ursinus College is really good with promoting like jobs and resumes. Another thing that I personally use is Handshake and that's through the school and alumni can actually apply to it uh, through the Career and Postgraduate Development Center, which is the CPD. If you like contact them, you can get in so kids can post their resumes and you can message them on there look through resumes. I've gotten a few messages that are like, 
We saw your resume. You'd be perfect for this. Again, things I didn't even know were jobs. So it's just super important to like make sure you're looking. And I know Handshake is a good place to start, especially like for students or if you're looking for students to work for you. Start there. There's always people on there. Uh, do you have any tips, Michelle, for improving networking skills? Absolutely. There are definitely things you can do to become better at networking. Like any skill, the more you practice, the better you get. I think the biggest tip, although Delaney, I'm going to add your check your email tip to my, my spiel going forward, because that's a really good one, which I don't have in here, but I think that's important. But the biggest tip that I'm going to offer is just to be present. You kind of hinted to this a little bit as we've been talking, but make sure you're open to talking to people. Uh, don't try not to have your head down constantly looking at your phone. You know, open yourself up, meet new people, listen, put yourself in situations where you do meet people, join clubs, attend meetings, and make sure to interact with other people at these events. I know this is the introvert's nightmare, but we're going to talk about a little later some ways for introverts to hopefully deal with some of this. But if you, you go to a lot of events and you don't talk to anyone, you won't grow your network. So it's really important to not be afraid to go up and introduce yourself and don't be afraid to follow up with someone who's given you their contact information. If they've said, hey, here's my email, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about something. Do it. Take advantage of any of those situations that you're given. Just to go along with that, it's very easy to find things that you have in common with people as long as you're willing to talk to them. And I know immediately the first thing that Michelle and I connected on was our love for Disney. This was not related to anything, just Disney. Just Disney. <laughs> well, and we did it through email for the introverts out there. Um, we Our first handful of conversations were on email. So you could take time and craft what you wanted to say and not have to be nervous. Still interacting, but it wasn't direct. Yeah, and it was just really great. We started with Disney and now we talk all the time about all sorts of things. So it's really not hard to find something in common. It could be as simple as you both like to run and you can just start a conversation with that. I also just think talking to anyone, like in the dining hall, I go up to people and I make a point to be like, hey, I really like your outfit. And you can just start a conversation there. Like it's super easy just to compliment someone and see what happens. And I think that's really important. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like if you make yourself available, people respond well. Definitely. So I know we talked a little bit about it with our introverts or just people in general. Like what are the best ways to start a conversation with someone new? Sure. I think the biggest thing to try to do is to try not to be shy, especially at a specifically named networking event. Because if you're at a networking event, people are there to meet people. They're there to network. So don't be shy about going up and introducing yourself. Don't think, oh, they don't want to meet me. You know, don't be hesitant. Use that time to go up and introduce yourself. You're both at a networking event and ask them open-ended questions. So these are questions that can't be answered with a simple yes or no. Honestly, if you're nervous about this, you can plan ahead and have some open-ended questions that you're ready to ask. Simple things are, what line of work are you in? What company do you work for? How long have you been in the field? You can get a little deeper into it. You know, what educational requirements did you need to get your current job? And just start the conversation. From there, you'll want to follow up with some deeper questions. Those are a little harder to plan because you don't necessarily know what they're going to say, but stick to open-ended questions how did you get on your current career path? What school did you have to go to get the current job? What qualities do you think people in your line of work should have to be successful? So those are things that no matter what they say, you can actually ask. The other thing you need to do is make sure you listen to their answers. <laughs> Pay attention to what they're saying. And, and again, stay present, listen, and show genuine interest. 
people generally like to talk about themselves. So if you can get them talking, usually even if they're a shyer person, they will like to tell you about their experience or how they got to where they are currently. Showing interest and listening to them will help them kind of break out. And most people will run with it when you let them talk about themselves. This is so true. When we first started emailing back and forth, Michelle said that she was working at Cedarcrest and I was very confused how she got there from where her degree led her at her sinus. I was honestly so perplexed of her whole story and how she got there. And I feel like it's really refreshing, especially for college students to see that just because you're studying something now doesn't mean you're always going to wind up doing that. And I think that's so important to realize. Be open to every opportunity, regardless of what you think. Just like in general, if you're struggling with questions, I think it's really helpful to imagine that you were in your dream job, like the job that you want at the end of the day, every single day. And if someone came up to you and you had this job, what questions would you want to talk about? And those are the type of questions that you want to ask someone. You do have to be understanding, even if you're not interested in what this person is talking in at all. Still be attentive. As I said before, they could have something in your field and it could be a great work experience, even if you're only there for the summer. Just to go along with that, not every job is going to be your dream job. And that's okay. You will get to a job that you absolutely love, but the chances of that happening on the first shot are so slim. That's the whole point of networking and trying out these jobs and listening to people is to figure out what you want to do. And I just think that's really important. Something people my age need to like learn more about. Just on a lighter topic, I have a question that'll help us get to know each other. And it's a tradition on this podcast. Where did you live your freshman year? Ah, the dreaded, where did you live? So my freshman year, I lived in Paisley. Actually, I remember the number. I was in Paisley 52. And at the time, the quad was all women. A couple of years later, I remember having the same conversation because this is a classic open-ended question. You meet someone, oh, I went to her sinus. Oh, I went to her sinus too. Oh, where'd you live? And I remember talking to this young man and he said, oh, I lived in Paisley. And I was a little perplexed um, because when I was at her sinus, all three of those buildings were women only. And I kind of took a step back and I was like, no, you you can't have lived in Paisley. That's where, that's where the women live. Like that wasn't for guys. <laughs> And so it was hard to remember that, oh yeah, things change after you leave and it's not quite the same as when you were there. Where did you live last year? I lived on the third floor of Curtis in 306 to be exact. I think I know that room number better than this year's room number. I will say the building still says dormitory for men. And I think that's why it probably has a little smell to it, but it's okay. It's all good. They clean it really well. They decorate it sometimes. I was actually on an all girls floor, which was pretty ironic since it used to be all men. So I can see we're on opposite sides of this debate. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, when I was there, that was all men and and Paisley was a women's dorm so funny. I was talking to someone last night and they got into a heated argument about which was the superior dorm. This happens all the time on campus. I would say my basement Paisley dorm was not my favorite on campus. Um, I did my senior year. I was in Hobson and I was in the tower room on the second floor of Hobson's. That was a pretty sweet room. So that's probably my favorite. I've only experienced two rooms. Don't have much comparison, but (laughs) back to networking. Considering the challenges of COVID-19, are there still ways that we can network even though we cannot physically gather with other people and meet in person? Yeah, there definitely are ways still. And for those introverts out there, there are some ways that may be even more comfortable for them. At this point, I would recommend making sure that your online presence is up to date. Make sure you have your latest information on LinkedIn, 
and that you're following people on social media who are successful in your field of interest. And I would definitely set aside some time every week or so to work on your network. Reach out to people who you think could be helpful for your career. Look for articles about what you're interested in doing or follow different people in fields. There are networking events online as well. It's a little bit harder, but I think we're a success story. We've met and started our mentor-mentee or big bear, little bear relationship online. And so far it's worked out all right. I think you just have to take the opportunities that are given to you. Definitely. I agree with that. And I think it's just important for people who do watch what you post. I know many stories where people have posted something that maybe was a little regrettable and people who they're trying to network with saw it and they didn't get the job or their connection was lost. So just like being mindful of what you're putting out there, you just want to make sure that if your mom were to see it today, would she be proud of you? Yeah, that's a really good point because companies that you're looking to go to, or even if you're applying to graduate school, will look at your social media. And if there are unfortunate things that can cost you a job or a spot at a school, it can definitely affect your future. So I think that's an excellent tip to just be careful what you put out there because it doesn't go away. Yeah, very true. But on pages like LinkedIn and Handshake, just make sure your resume is up to date, especially in college. Like I know you're like, oh, I just want to try this club and you wind up being president of it. Put that on your resume. People love to see it. Just make sure that's like up to date and that it really encompasses who you are as a person. I think your tip is valid too, because as you go through time, you're going to forget some of the things you did. If you don't update them right away, a couple of years out, you will then be struggling to remember, okay, what did I do? What clubs was I in? I know it's hard to believe when you're in the moment, but a couple of years out when you want to relive that, it's hard to do. So if you can keep your resume up to date, it definitely helps to have that ready to go when you need it. Yeah. And if it doesn't all fit, because I know some places are super strict about like one page, if it doesn't all fit because you're involved in everything, you have notes on your phone, your laptop, even on a piece of paper, just write it all down. That way, when you're looking back and you need to reference it, it's always there for you. Yeah, because there may be that one random club that you don't think is important, but now all of a sudden you're applying for something that's outside of what you had originally thought you would do, and it's much more relevant. So yeah, you want to be able to pull kind of that information at any time to keep your resume up to date and have the most pertinent information on it. Plus, some of them just make great stories. I'm in Nerf Club, and you would be surprised how many people just ask me about this. They're like, what is this? It's a great conversation topic. People always laugh. And did it get me a job at the end of the day? No. Did it make me a connection with someone? Yes, absolutely. So just thinking about things like that as well. Okay, Delaney, I have to ask for anyone listening, what is Nerf Club? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. I take so much pride in being part of this club. Every Saturday, we have Nerf Blasters and we play all sorts of games where we just shoot each other with these Nerf guns. It is so funny. Um, We do like capture the flag. We do mafia. We do zombie tag. And it's really just a bunch of people with sunglasses on and Nerf Blasters running around field shooting each other. And it's so funny. People get so into it. We play duck tag and they're like, if you quack, we won't shoot you. So people are running up and down Patterson football field, quacking like ducks to not be shot. And we do this for two hours every Saturday. A lot of fun. Gets out of energy, which is great. And you just get to leave it all out there. And then you get to walk away and go eat dinner at Wismer. I see you chuckling. It's always a great conversation starter. Absolutely. Nerf club. I'll have to remember that. Oh, yeah. I've got a few other things up my sleeve, too. Just as we're closing here, do you have any final thoughts? I think the thing I'd like to leave as a takeaway is just to remember that any relationship, it takes time and work to maintain your network and your connections with people. 
just make sure you're keeping in touch with people you meet, follow up with them and practice your skills whenever you get a chance. Yeah. Even if they're just your friends, if your friends are like, Hey, I'm working a job this summer. If you're interested, let me know. Talk to them about it. Even that could be the opportunity of a lifetime. Absolutely. I just want to thank you so much, Michelle. Um, Having you as a mentor has truly been a blessing and learning lots of things from you. I know the people who do have relationships with alumni, they all have positive things to say. And you guys truly are an inspiration to us. We all talk about how you guys made it. And there is a future outside of what we're doing now. But I just think it's really important to note. And we'd like to thank Johnny once again for allowing us to take over his podcast. I learned a lot from this and I hope our listeners did too. So thanks so much, Michelle. And I hope you have a great night. Thank you, Delaney. Hey everyone, this is Nicole Good, and I'm here to present today's professional development quick tip brought to you by the Ursinus College Alumni Council. Your network is your net worth. Have you heard this quote before? Perhaps you're familiar with the book by Porter Gale, which dives deeper into building and strengthening your connections. In a time where networking events are limited to none, you may not have given much attention to the caliber of your network. Here are four questions to consider to get your networking back on track. Where is your stakeholder network strong? And where are the gaps? Who represents the real sources of power you need to be paying attention to? And what actions do you need to take in the next 30 days? Getting a jump on this now will give you a competitive advantage in today's working environment.